right. Got the cell phones on silence. <laughs> yeah, gotta make sure that. Yeah, yeah. Gotta make sure that. Cool. All right, All right. man. Um, yeah. I'll count us in. And then, um, yeah, we'll get the show going. All right. All right. In three, two, one. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. I'm calling this the Steve-O Digs Deep episode. Because <laughs> um, I'm doing some solo eps, a few solo eps to put on the Patreon. And so um, I got a special guest with me today. And it is... Um, I, do I call you AJ or Azubike? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. AJ's fine. AJ's fine. Cool, man. And um, very excited about today's episode. We're going to dig in. Uh, AJ has been on the show before with Erica, his uh, significant other. And they um, they told us all about the wonderful world of co-hosting. Yes, so yes, um, I really want to dig in deep on this because I want to actually try this myself. And, um, Sounds good. And it's good because... Um, you know, I don't want to wait to have to save up twenty grand or thirty grand to get another house when I can start making money today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. so anyways, welcome to the show again, AJ. Thank you, thank and, you, thank you for having me on your show. For, yeah, thanks for hopping on, man. So, uh, no what you been up to lately? You know, man, this is the same old grind. You know how Michael says it: just grinding every day. You know, you have to. <laughs> you can't eat if you don't grind. <laughs> That is the truth, man. That is the <laughs> truth. Um, but I've been I, good, though, man. You know, just continue trying to grow, you know, continue trying to expand and perfect systems and things like that. So, but everything's been good on my own. What about yours? Oh, man. Same thing. Busy as hell. Raising a family. I got mm. another baby on the way. October 16th well, coming up. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. It's already crazy enough as it is. So, it's going to just throw <laughs> some more crazy into it. Why not? I can only imagine. <laughs> you only live once. Uh, notice you got a, a Manchester United shirt on. Uh, is that a, you a big fan of them? No, just I just like the jersey. Okay, good. I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> I Ar- guess we're on the same page, then. I, I'm an Arsenal, Arsenal fan myself, so yeah, some some EPL talk right here. English. Premier I only know League. I only know like three football players. That's it. There's Messi. There's Ronaldo, there's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, okay. For okay. my knowledge, <laughs> I see. I saw Messi play over in Barcelona one time. We went on oh, a trip really? to Barcelona. Yeah, wow. we went over there. We got tickets. We're all excited. That's when they had Messi and uh, another world class player, Neymar. You might have heard of him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one I know as well. Neymar, yeah. yeah. And then Suarez, and they have all three on the front line. Them like, three of the best players. It was an amazing squad. Wow. And um. We got there and, and ten minutes into the game, Messi got injured and he didn't he didn't go back in. So wow, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it's part of the risk. It's like it's kind of like going to a, a back you know a LeBron game and then you know saving up all year going to go see LeBron and then they he don't play that game just because you know they don't want to play. He's tired. He's, he's, he's resting. <laughs> At all off season to rest, man. Come on, <laughs> I paid a lot of money for this. Um, anyways, we're going to get on topic. Uh, I, I just want to go ahead and start with the first question. Um, yeah, so you, 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 y'all are, you and Erica are co-hosts. Correct. And, uh, we, on uh, go find the episode. We, uh, I'll put it up in the show, uh, the show notes, the episode that they were on, on live, let thrive with me and Micah. But I want to see, um, go ahead and explain 
to the um to the listeners what what exact what is co-hosting okay well i I like to explain it by saying property management even though it's not that that's just the easiest way that somebody can understand it really quickly you know um so that's what i like to say just to start off with but pretty much co-hosting can run from making sure that the cleaners clean the properties, you know, small things like that, or even aesthetics like make sure the grass is cut, you know, making sure the two times a month the, the trash, that the heavy trash is taken out, things like that. So it can really range, but if somebody's just asking, doesn't know what co-hosting is at all, I'll just say co-hosting is helping and um, assisting the actual owner of the property or home to host the property on Airbnb. That's kind of simply what it is. There's a lot of things under it, but that's just simply what co-hosting is. Okay, and 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 when you say helping, do you pretty much do all the work and they just kick back and do nothing and, and they receive 80% and you receive 20%? Correct. Okay. So that's what, quote-unquote, helping is because, you know, at the end of the day, it really depends on the entrance point or even the vantage point of which the property owner is starting that or even is at if they only have one property and they have an additional property that they're paying two mortgages in, they're kind of in a precarious position, which they have to kind of time is of the essence more so um, as opposed to somebody who has, you know, 10, 15 properties. It's just it's just really different how you kind of um, kind of uh, relate to the actual person on what you're actually doing, because, again, if. You own, if that person only has one extra property, it's it's going to be more so of a joint working because they're going to be more so hands on. You know, they're going to be more so looking at all the bookings, looking at things like that. But if they have, you know, five to 10, maybe 15 properties and, you know, you're using one of their properties at Airbnb, it's more so like you're doing everything, you know, and they're just collecting a check because they're kind of diversifying the portfolio of than what they already have. So it, yeah. it really depends. Like, I kind of see it on all ends, you know? Yeah. Now, when you said that hands-on or hands-off thing, I was, I automatically thought, back in the day, I used to do, I, just, I was in a band. I used to do a little some music and stuff and do recorded a few CDs. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, one of the producers saying, okay, this is how much it's going to cost to record, uh, let's say, I don't know, let's say 500 bucks for, to record a couple songs, whatever. Um that's if I do everything that, you know, the producer does everything. He goes, but if y'all want to sit in and, and, you know, while I'm recording and, and give your input and all that, it's going to cost a thousand bucks. So in other words, he didn't want our asses there while he, while he was fixing it all up. So now that, that, that end, do you prefer that the owner is hands on or hands off and let you do your thing? Honestly, um, that's really like in the position in which I am right now, honestly. Um, because like I said, some of my properties, the, the homeowners are pretty much hands off all the way. You know, like I said, one of them lives in Alaska. So there's only so much that he can even, even do. So like some of them are hands off all the way, Uh, but some of them they're you know, every, every inquiry, they're like, Oh man, I hope we can get this one. Oh, you know, so it it really ranges, you know, and like uh, Erica, Erica really helps me in this to kind of, set boundaries with the the property owners because it, it wouldn't be out of bounds to say you know uh, this is what i do i'm comfortable don't worry you know it takes the time kind of just let them understand 
um, what's to come, you know. I think that's probably a, a good thing to do for what you're asking, you know. Kind of set the expectation kind of early. Because if you don't, they may um, have a feeling in which something that should happen, which it won't happen, you know. So you want to kind of let them know of those kind of parameters. So what you're asking, like, would you rather have somebody hands-on or hands-off? Um, I would rather have somebody who's honestly hands-off so they can allow me to do everything that I need to do, you know, because although they may think they're helping or although they may think they're trying to help, um, they're kind of just starting in the game. So the things that they're doing or the things that they're trying to do, it may mess up the flow of things, you know, it may mess up the, you know, the function way of how we like to set things up. Uh, because, you know, there's a it's kind of system and like I know Airbnb is really SEO heavy. So there's things that you'll want to do for the first couple of months or even the first couple of weeks on Airbnb to keep it on there. So you can get the most views, most clicks and things like that. So there's just little things like that that they may not understand um, and they may try to do, to do things to circumvent that. But I'm just like, no, you have to understand it's a process like it takes time. You can't get up everybody to book it in one day because that's actually um what's actually happened to one of my hosts he he wants to the next time you can be super host i believe is october 1st you know and he just started maybe the end of august beginning of september and i believe you need 10 stays all 4.8 you know the just the basic no cancellations and he was like do you think i can get the super host by october 1st and i'm like <laughs> uh, it it may be kind of hard, you know, for you to do that because you need a certain number of stays and you just started, you know. And even though it's not a bad thing to think to be a super host, those are steps that you need to get to, you know. Like, you just can't start on You just can't start and then want to go to the top immediately, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah. that's kind of like the idea of what I was trying to get to him, but it, it, it that is kind of challenge though, honestly, to kind of like um, what's too many the word? too many chefs in the kitchen, right? Yeah, yeah, that that, that is a good <laughs> good way to say it. Yes, yes. Like um, I guess uh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, man, you don't let the coaches be the coaches. <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> Things happen. Right. Oh, that's cool, man. That, so you're like, yeah. So that's a, another sports analogy. So they're the the team owner, and you're the uh, what is it called? The the I don't say CEO, but the what is the, they say in sports? Yeah. The general manager. Yeah, you're the general. Yeah, manager. general manager. Yeah, the GM. GM. Yeah, so you're the GM. That's that's a good yeah, that's a good analogy for a sports. Essentially, customer. yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. And um, yeah, tons of questions today. Uh, so so why and why again did y'all choose um co-hosting as your favorite method instead of like arbitrage or i don't know um whatever what all the other methods there are um honestly um it was a financial decision you know it just made sense you know um we we have um we're doing two arbitrages right now and the rest are airbnb co-hosting um, but it just makes sense in the sense that we knew what we need to do to start an Airbnb, meaning we knew exactly how much it's going to cost. We knew exactly the areas that it may need. We knew how much the deposit was. Like, we kind of knew how much 
it would be if you wanted to start an Airbnb, whether it was one, two, or three bedroom. And we knew that we didn't want to, like, deal off a certain amount of money for just one property. You know, like, uh, if we had the capital, of course, you know, it would be a lot easier. But I didn't think it made much financial sense to, like, put all your eggs in one basket and then hoping that kind of runs its course. So we're just... We did that one rental arbitrage and then we're just really trying to figure out like another way that we can use our knowledge and continue to do it. So that's why we found Airbnb coasting and coasting has really been like the the best way to do it as opposed to rental arbitrage because of the main thing is the responsibility of the rent or the mortgage, you know, um, that I know may stress homeowners and property owners out, you know, oh, per yeah. month, you know, like really trying to figure out whether they're going to get the rent or get the mortgage. So I can understand that me being a host myself, I know when there's some months, they're like, okay. So I understand that. So that's why it may be good that I was a host before being a co-host because I can understand their plight. Um, but I think that may be the biggest thing because I knew that feeling like, okay, making sure that, oh, all our rental arbitrages are going good because those are the things that we have to pay no matter what, you know, Every month you have to pay your rent. Every month you have to pay your mortgage. That that won't that won't change whether you're doing Airbnb or not. So right, that's right. one of the things that we're like, okay, if we can kind of get away from that, still try to get the same profits of of that, I think that's probably the best way and still use our knowledge, you know. That was the biggest thing because we gained so much knowledge. So we wanted to somehow use that and cause and it was literally like the best possible way. Nice, nice, and um, so, 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 walk me through this. Um, I, see, I'm fascinated by it because it's something okay. that someone could do right away. And um, oh, real quick, to, to another thought: Were y- did y'all start doing the co-hosting thing whenever um, Airbnb decided to like stop splitting up the payment payments for y'all? Remember, I remember that, they that, did that at one point. Yeah, that kind of is when we kind of started. Honestly, like. We, I, I know once we first started co-hosting, that just had happened. That, that them changing over to that new system with the co-hosting, that just had happened. So that kind of, I guess that's, yeah. Yeah, it was around the same time and once we started co-hosting when that happened. Okay, so um, did, they, did they reverse that after all where they do split it 80-20 or how does that, how does it work? Um, I, 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 they, you just have to add bank account. So my bank account as well as the homeowners or the property owner's bank account and just do the split that way. The only thing that is the cleaning fee that you have to pretty much just figure it on your own, you know, but as far as the actual split, the payout comes out, you can do that any percentage that you want on Airbnb. Oh, nice. That's that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah. So that's the that's the thing I asked you. I had asked you um, like a few weeks ago about about um, co-hosting and I said that, um, well, when Airbnb shows your payout, right? Let's say someone's going to stay for a few nights, it's going to or you know a week, they're going to pay you five hundred bucks. That includes the hundred dollar cleaning fee, whatever four hundred plus the cleaning fee. Now you said that y'all split, you split the gross. You get you split the entire five hundred bucks. Is that how it works, or how does it yeah, work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever the entire reservation amount is, that's what is split twenty percent to us, and then eighty percent to the host. So oh, okay, cool. And yeah. so, um, and how does 
And so, so the the cleaning fee comes out of. How, how does that work? How does the cleaning fee? Um, the cleaning fee is the only thing that's kind of quote unquote tricky because before that was kind of in the system, so it was a lot easier to split. Um, but essentially, you know, if you have one reservation for the week and it's a $700 reservation, $120 cleaning fee. So of that $700, I'll get 20%, and then the host will get 80%. So, and you only have one reservation that week, we'll invoice you that week for that cleaning fee that you had, essentially what the guest was paying. So let's, to get, let's say, like I said, it was $120, we'll invoice you that $120 for your uh, guest cleaning fee that week. So uh-huh. we kind of just doing the system like that. We do them weekly. Um, before we did them bi-weekly, it kind of started to add up. Um, but, yeah, so we do that weekly with all our uh, ho- co-hosts, excuse me, homeowners, property owners. So that's kind of how we try to rectify that situation because so, that's, like, the only thing that's kind of out there. So you're paying the cleaners and then invoicing it to them? Yeah. Oh, okay. And th- yeah. that, that's never been an issue. I don't Yeah. So, so, so far it hasn't, you know, sometimes, you know, um, we may we – tr- we, we're trying to learn things. We invoice them, you know, on Thursday. We want to get paid on Friday. We've seen that they may take a couple weeks. Not cut to a couple weeks. They may take a couple of days to a week. So, we okay. So, we try to invoice them on Mondays to be due on Thursday. So, we just try to spread it out. Just try to make it as best of a system as possible, you know. Uh, but that is kind of a tricky way because, like you said, some people may take a couple of days to pay. But no matter what, the cleaner has to get paid, you know. Like, no matter what, the cleaners are cleaning it right after the guests leave. So now, that's kind of the only thing that we try to figure out. Now, do y'all use turnover B&B? We, we don't. We don't. We have our own uh, cleaning crew, pretty much cleaning company that we, that we use that pretty much just cleans um, all, all of our things. Uh, but we use your porter to kind of rectify and sync all that up. Okay, yeah, because... Like I would suggest to try it, okay. to try Airbnb, uh, turnover B&B, because, I mean, of course, Mike has been using it for a long time now, and uh, he got me on it, and I got, and this is the first time with, with the house I'm um, um, Airbnb in now, it's, um, since my wife's, you know, big and pregnant, so, <laughs> so she can't do the cleaners no more, which is good, because I don't got to go help do the cleaners no more, so <laughs> we're, we, I, I got on that, Air, that turnover B&B, man, got a great cleaner right away, okay. and, and the cool thing about it, you know, sounds like a commercial for them, but we just nah, we we don't get paid by them or nothing. But we love that we 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 interviewed the CEO of that uh, the the, oh. the startup. The, oh yeah, it was kind of uh, recent the episode. I don't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, it's a, it was a real good episode. Um, the CEO slash um, uh, founder, and um, what was cool about it, you know, you put in a cleaning right, and then the people bid on it, and they you know bid. You know, I'll, I'll clean it for a hundred. I'll clean it for seventy five. Blah blah. And it shows all their credentials. It shows all that. And they, all of them know how to do um, Airbnb turnovers, which is a little yeah. bit different than cleaning a regular house. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, with, and plus, it syncs it to your Airbnb. You know what I'm saying? It syncs the Airbnb calendar to the turnover B&B calendar. So whenever, boom, a cleaning pops up, it pops up on there. People bid on it, and you choose one. You find a good one, you just keep using them over and over, and it pays them through the system. The thing is that what I was trying to get at is, like, that would rectify the i guess the invoicing yeah. and stuff like that with y'all because you just put your the landlord's um um card on file for that turnover b&b and boom the cleaner goes in goes out she you know puts that she's done and it and it charges to his card every time it don't even you don't even have to pay him my only fear that will be is 
Well, like I haven't used it, so I don't, I don't know much about it. But what if there's like you just really in need of a cleaner? There's nobody bidding on it. You know, will you just is there like you're always getting the bids on cleaners no matter what? How does that work? You know, because that'll be my only fear. You know, I really need a cleaner today, and nobody's bidding on to get the to get it cleaned. Well, see, that's the. Um... The CEO, the founder himself, he said that it's good to at least get two or three cleaners from the system. Use try or two or three different ones out that you like. Have three of them. So you always have a backup, then a backup to the backup. You know what I'm saying? But okay. here in Dallas, and I'm pretty sure in Houston, is almost you know one of the largest, city, largest cities in the, in the country. Um, it's been, man, we have a lot of cleaners here. Airbnb is okay. hopping over here. So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, been real. Yeah. Soon as, as soon as I post I was just curious. I was just, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's just um, it's just another tool you can use. I, I what, man, I'll tell you what, if you started it, you, you'd love it. You don't have to. The thing is, you don't have to pay nothing on it because it's um, you know, they they take a little fee out of what the clean, you know, the cleaner gets, whatever. So um, it's it's just a really neat thing, and I think that would that would help out um, with the cleanings for 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 that situation. Yeah, no well. invoices needed. It'll just it'll just charge it to that guy's card or whoever the owner the owner of the house is. A nice yeah. and clean process. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm a believer. <laughs> but um, so what what tools do you use to help you do your your co-hosting? Um, mainly, it is your porter. Honestly, that is like the main one that we use. That's for guest communication. Um, that's for syncing calendars if you use different platforms, different STR platforms. And that's also what we use to alert the, cl- the cleaner for what she has to clean per week. It's an updated calendar. So whenever we get a new reservation, whenever we get a new booking, the cleaner is automatically updated with that link that the cleaner has, you know. So uh, the cleaner just checks her calendar pretty much daily, weekly, however she long, however the frequency she wants to do it, and she sees the cleaner that she needs. So your porter is a real big one that we use. Um, also, we just changed the price labs. We used to use Beyond Pricing. I just changed the price labs. And so far, I like it. You know, there are some, um, I guess, the actual interface I had to get used to. I'm kind of used to Beyond Pricing's interface. Uh, but we like it. So that's another one that we use. Um, but only those are like the main two that we use often like no matter what that we can't go without it's the dynamic dynamic tool for price labs or beyond price and pretty much whichever one you use and your porter your porter really does a lot for us so that your porter does that does that have automated messages that automate yeah 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 so you know if you get a booking two days before their booking it sends their checking information the day after their booking um, it sends them a message just saying, make sure you had a great stay. We hope you left the, you had a five tar- five star stay, things like that. It sends those uh, out. Yes, it does. And so, how much how much does that cost to use? It is uh, seven dollars per listing. Seven bucks. That's yes. nothing, man. Yeah, yeah. I need seven, that. I need that. Yeah, shit. seven seven bucks per <laughs> listing. It is really really useful. And again, I'm not getting paid by your porter. Uh, but we really like your port. It really helps us a lot. So is it your, like, Y-O-U-R? Uh, yeah, like Y-O-U-R and then Porter. Porter. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm, they also I'm... have an app. They also have an app. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, because right now, really, I, technically, I have one listing. So, okay. I mean, oh. seven bucks. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's easy. Yeah. cheaper than a value meal. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> and so, exactly. so every other list, every listing after that is seven bucks, or do they give you yeah. a break after a certain amount? I, I believe it's just seven bucks all the way. I do actually. Um, if it's less than three, it actually may be less than seven dollars. Honestly, I believe if you have like less than three listings or less than five listings, it's a cheaper price. But once you get to five, they're all seven dollars. Oh, nice! So you actually may have a cheaper price. Honestly, you may. I'm gonna sign up for that today, man. I'm gonna be yeah, like Micah, man. sign up while we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> really, that that will really help you. It's really good. I really like it. Man, I'm gonna check them out. Thank you, thank you, everybody. No remember problem. that your porter, turnover B and B. That's what's up. Turnover B and B. So, so you consider your? I mean, how automated are y'all? Because that your reporter sends out all the messages for you and everything. How often do you have to communicate with the guests? Honestly, not not that often. When they ask specific questions, maybe you know, sometimes a guest may inquire about a property and they're asking how far something's away, like where they're coming from. So those type of questions we still answer. And of course, if there is an issue at the property, like lights going out or if it's draining like right now it's raining really hard in houston so one of our properties kind of leaking so things like that of course that's what you'll respond to but for the most part a lot of it is automated you know you have those questions that people may ask before they book and then you, you ask those but after that once they book all the things are automated they send them out the checking description automated sending out the um, where they need to do exactly what they need the why pretty much all that information is sent out, you know. So a lot of it is automated. The only part that's not automated would be, um, like I said, going to the property, make sure that restock is good, those small things, pretty much the quality managing of it, you know. And even that could be automated, you know, hiring somebody to do that so I wouldn't have to do that. But that's probably, like, the most part that I actually do. Okay, now that's the that's this question I was going to get to next was quality control. Yes. Because... Of course, yeah, you have a good cleaner, but, you know, everybody has a bad day, right? <laughs> the thing is, like, I'll go into my example. I, I'm i getting five stars. I'm happy, like my cleaner. But I know, I know how I am, man. I'm perfectionist. If I end up going to that house for some reason, and I'm going to find something, man, and I'm like, ah, just don't look for things. You know what I'm saying? Or else you're just yes, going to, then, exactly then I'll be moving saying. things around. I'll be doing this and that. Then I'll be messaging the cleaner. I'm like, Kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I know that I'm just ah. And so how do you how do you do the quality control thing without driving yourself crazy? Um, the honestly, we just changed our cleaners recently. That's the that's the funny thing. Um, but the the best way to do it is it is pictures. Honestly, you know, um, that that's really a good tool and just a a good system to start off with. We didn't really start off using pictures, but that's one thing that we tried to move to because that allows you to not always have to check up on it a second time, you know? So right after they clean it, they take pictures of, you know, the main areas, the restroom, the bedroom, the kitchen area, things like that. Things that are visibly what, you know, need to be seen to make sure it's clean. And of course they take pictures of everything else, but, that's a, a good way to kind of manage that. And also having a good cleaner, you know, because having a cleaner that, you know, you can communicate with, um, with no issues, it allows you to know whether something is wrong or whether something's not wrong, you know, or whether something that really is clean or not clean. If you can communicate to them, like, okay, um, last time of booking, they said this about the cleaning. 
make sure if you can communicate with it uh, properly, things like that allow you to not have to go there all the time. Uh, because before we had a cleaner and I found myself still visiting the property um, a little bit more than I expected to being that I have a cleaner, you know, so that's kind of one of the reasons why we're, I moved over to my other cleaner, but that's kind of where I kind of saw the, the, the line in the sand, like, okay, I'm paying somebody to be a cleaner, you know, of course they're not going to be managing it, but I'm at least paying them to be a cleaner. I should expect them, or at least if I go to the property after it's been cleaned, it should be clean without me having to check on it. So um, the best way to say it is those pictures really help, you know, um, tell them the cleaners to take pictures right after they clean it. So at least if anything, if the guest comes after, you can say, these are the pictures. You can see the timestamp. You can see exactly when they took them. So you know that the cleaner cleaned, you know. So those are a couple of things that I do so I won't have to, you know, be at the properties every day just making sure it's clean, you know. Yeah, because uh, if you're like me, it drives you crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, like I used to, like she used to clean, and I used to go there just to do some, you know, just doing nothing. And I'm like, huh, I <laughs> Did she look? Did she do this? So it's like, okay, like there's no point of me adding that stress if I paid a cleaner. So it's like, okay, I really had to just really. Now another thing, honestly, is putting trust in your cleaner. You know, because um, although the you know they're cleaning, um, they're cleaning it. If you actually trust them to do just that, they'll probably be able to be more comfortable. They'll probably be able to do a better job as well. So I'll put. I'll have some onus on that on myself as well, just um, actually trusting the cleaner, you know, to let them do their job. So I'll put some onus on myself with that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, speaking to that, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? <laughs> okay. The one thing, one thing that's been um, tripping me up a little bit is the, um, it's the trash pickup. Okay. Okay. And here's the thing. I mean, okay, I, for example, my house that I'm Airbnb right now, the, the trash they pick up is Wednesdays and, um, and, and Sundays. So the, the problem with that, I'm sorry, not Sundays, Wednesdays and Saturdays. So the problem with that is most guests check out, you know, Sunday, Sunday. or yeah. maybe Monday. And I don't want to, you know, rock the boat by putting the trash out for days. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. how you get that's how you get the Airbnb police on you. And so, and so, plus, people usually check in on Fridays or Saturdays, right? And exactly. so, that's, it's just, ah, it doesn't, doesn't fall right. And so, and um, I'm just wondering, I, I end up having to go, like, uh, across town on my lunch break or, or the day, a few, you know, the day after and going and taking the trash, either throwing it in my little pickup, taking it back to my house or, yeah, or doing see, something with it. So I just can't find a way to automate the trash, you know, the trash pick uh, pickup. You know, that honestly, that's um, an issue that I've seen with myself as well and other other hosts. And that that's like one of the main things that they're trying to see if they can get automated. Uh, um, uh, fortunately for us, we haven't had too much of an issue. Um, all my properties that I co-host, they're maybe 10, 15 minutes from me you know, from where I actually live. So it's not that big of an issue. Um, most of the times our cleaner honestly takes it out because 
A lot of them are bigger houses. So like you said, on Sunday, our trash day is actually Tuesday. So it kind of works well. So on Sunday when they leave, she kind of brings it out on Monday and then they take it out on Tuesday. So even if it's left out Tuesday when they come on Friday, at least it's empty trash, you know? Yeah. Um, so so it kind of works out well for us. A lot of ours are on Tuesday. Um, but to to kind of automate that, that's, that's a great question because, like I said, um, only way that we've kind of rectified that was our cleaner. She takes it out those times. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like I said, I live close, so I just drive by or just do it myself. I haven't really found out a best system for that, honestly. I really haven't. Um, because I just live close to all my properties. So if, if that's the only thing I had to do per week for, you know, five, six properties is, you know, take the trash out. I, 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 that's not that bad, you know? <laughs> um, so that's, that's kind of how I see it. So I guess it's just look or draw for me that a lot of my properties are kind of nearby. Um, so that's not that big of an issue, but I know a lot of hosts are asking about that, how to automate that and Man. how to figure that out because a lot of hosts have a lot of trash so i'm uh i'm coming up with some i'm just in my head thinking how i can cash in on this conundrum man yeah you know yeah because it really is a conundrum i'm I'm gonna go online and and copyright the name trash (laughs) bnb i'm gonna be the i'm gonna be a trash man and i'm gonna just load big big ass truck load up everybody airbnbs you know sundays and mondays trash and go take it to the dump i'm I'm telling you like give me ten dollars people are already doing that with um, like laundry services, you know, for like washing linens. I've seen like in Houston Airbnb groups, people starting to offer those type of services. So literally what you said that I know that's, that's doable. People will want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lock it in now before this episode <laughs> drops. I'm going to get me some trash BNB <laughs> to your neighborhood soon. <laughs> I'll even work with the cities. What's up? Um, <laughs> Going back real quick to the cleaners because, yes. you know, that's it's a very important part of, of what is. we do. And a vital, crucial. We couldn't do it without them. And so um, here's what is to harp on their uh, turnover B&B. What, what's cool about it is on your property, you know, you have a description and stuff like that. And it lets you put a checklist. Okay. So you can put a whole checklist there. So that way any cleaner that does pick it up, you know, it's, it's always good to, you know, to have to train a cleaner or whatever, how you like to, to have it clean, but at least they'll have like an outline, like a checklist and boom, boom, boom. They'll go down the checklist, leave, you know, leave, yeah. leave two toilet paper rolls in each bathroom, leave two soaps, blah, blah, blah. And so they'll see, they'll have a visible checklist, know how many towels, all that stuff. I mean, and that kind of helps too. kind of helps yeah, yeah, the I'm sure it does. continuity. Sure so it does. if you have to switch one out, your, your cleaner can't go. All right, boom, here's the house. Here's the checklist. Go do what you can. And, I mean, at least it's better than you have to explain every single one. It's, yeah. it's, it's a cool thing, man. I think it would really work for you. You know, I'll definitely check it out. I'll definitely check it out. Trying to sell it. I don't know why I'm trying to sell it. But it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest all our fans. I, think I love all of our fans. Are on, I mean, a lot of them are on it. They said, man, it's, it's changed, their, changed their world. I'm a, I'm a partner with them. Make some money. Uh, <laughs> you should do. Let me see. Um, so how many units do you currently have? Okay, right now at nine and going on ten. So we have nine right now, and uh, one of one of the property owners that we work with, she has two properties, and one of them the lease for her long term 
renters ending off in September. So once it's done, we're going to take over that one as well. So that'll be the 10th one. Sweet. And so are y'all going to have like a clean slate with no furniture in it at all? Or how's it work? Yeah, that's that's how it is. So it really just depends on the package she wants to do. You know, we offer separate certain packages. We offer, um, you know, us um, kind of design it all for the homeowner. Um, we, so we can set it up, you know, because we kind of have it down that we can set up pretty much like a three bed, two bath in less than a week, you know, maybe like five to seven days. So that's kind of what we um, kind of let them know. So we sell certain packages. So if you want to do that or if you want to furnish it on your own and just whenever you furnish it, just come in and allow us to manage it. So it really just depends on what they wanted to do, you know. Um, so one of our uh, ones that we just started, it's, a, it's an apartment complex here in Houston. Um, I remember we were t- I was talking to him for a while. He was like, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to do something because, you know, he knew I was the guy to talk to about Airbnb. So he's like, I'm ready, I'm ready. So he went ahead and got an, uh, got an apartment. Uh, just a one bed, one bath apartment. And before I was telling them, I was like, whenever you're ready to like furnish it, let me know because um, there's one thing you don't want to do, put off too much money to begin with because you don't want to be started from a de- deficit, especially if you're in a rental arbitrage game because you're already paying that rent and you don't want to be playing backup. I mean, uh, playing backup for too long, you know. So, um, we t- I was telling him that, and I was like, he had his whole thing furnished. And I was like, how much did you spend on furniture? Just a one bed, one bed. And he said close to 3000 I was like, man. <laughs> you know, and it took him close to a month to set it up. Mm. So, like, how I see that is like, one, you spent almost twice as much as you should have. And then, two, you spent twice as long as you should have. Mm. setting it up so there's like so much money lost and so much money that you could have gotten in those two weeks so although we can only explain that so much to the property owners you know like um, because sometimes they may not see the the um, the benefit of actually paying us to do all of that you know because they think well we're just paying you i can i can furnish it you know like we we've seen it multiple times with our own eyes that somebody who wants to furnish it on their own, it takes literally month, month and a half for them to just furnish it and get it ready. As opposed to us, we can furnish it with almost 50% less than what you are. And with 50% less at a time, you know, so that's kind of how we see that, you know? So we just offer different packages, whatever you wanted to do. Um, of course we do recommend them to do our package because you can get start making money quicker, and that's of course the name of the game. Mm-hmm. But you know, some homeowners want to buy the things themselves. They like they like certain items, so it really just depends on the homeowner and the property owner. But we do offer different packages. So, could you go over like the pack the type of packages y'all have? Yeah, it's, it's mainly just a set up and go. As in, um, we'll go ahead and set up everything. Uh, we charge eight fifty. Uh, so we essentially we give them a checklist guide with exactly what they'll need to buy all the way down to the sheets, paper towels, base towels. So pretty much, essentially, there's we do it so much that we give you this checklist guide and you can either, one, purchase it on your own, you know, what we exactly what you tell you, or we purchase it. And either and if you purchase our setup fee, you know, like our setup package, once everything is 
delivered, we set it up for you. You know, we make sure we get the guys to set up the beds and we pretty much set all that up for you as opposed to them do it on their own because a lot of times they may have another job. A lot of times this is not like the first thing they're thinking about. So they may get the bed this morning, but uh, I'll set it up tomorrow. So like things like that. So that's kind of what we do. So mainly the different packages is honestly just uh, pay us to set it up. Um, and then also just you pay all the, you know, the services, your furniture, uh, you buy it all yourself. And then you just come to us when you're ready to manage it. Uh, but you can go to um, a website, EALodging.com, and you can see the actual services there that we offer. But those are like the main popular ones. It's just uh, allowing us to set it up all the way or just allowing them to set it up and then come to us when they're ready to manage. Because when you said 850 correct is that that includes the furniture uh no that that, that doesn't include the furniture oh, okay. that includes um all of our uh time and actual setup like manual hours you know like if they have beds coming in if they have curtains need to go up pretty much all those things that that's what we're doing it because a lot of times we're finding the furniture not just on you know websites we're finding on um facebook marketplace or five miles so we're finding them at a lot cheaper price so we're finding them a lot quicker we're we're driving so it's it's we're pretty much doing all the groundwork to make sure that you're paying less for the furniture so it really depends on you you, you kind of understand there because if you're buying all the furniture for straight from amazon you're going to pay at least twenty five to three thousand to furnish a one bedroom but we can furnish it for about a thousand you know and if you set up our use our setup fee you're still under the amount that you'll be paying for the furniture and it's less days because you're doing it for about a month so it's still so like we, i kind of understand like the number of days and um some hosts don't really understand that uh, i'll just do it next week or i'll just do it and you know i have to let them know that you can you know that's not an issue but just know if you were to have it set up this weekend you can get it a booking next week you know so just understand, like, waiting a week, you can lose. I mean, waiting a week, you may not lose money, but you're losing the money that you can possibly get, you know. So yeah. that's kind of like the name of the game with that because that setup time is real crucial. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Time is money. And, that's, and you know, because you and I are in the game. Uh, we, we've been doing this for a little while. And right. so it, what, what frustrates me, here, here goes, like, I don't know if you ever had, like, a friend or something. Hey, man, I think that's cool what you're doing. I think I'm going to try that, you know. And, um, <laughs> well, I have a buddy right now. Um, shout out to Jimmy. What's up, man? He's, he, um, he moved in with his, with his girlfriend, and um, they're gonna, they got a house together and all this stuff. So that his previous house, it's in, it's in a nice area, too, over here in, you know, in this area. And um, he, it's just been sitting, you know, sitting uh, vacant. Like yeah. for like going on like five months, wow. and he's just yeah you know well he's he has his job and he's got some kiddos and and of course they got the new house they're doing and he just oh I don't have I don't have the time man you know I, I need to get to it next weekend oh then I got a trip coming up you know, like you said he's ah oh, I'll just do it tomorrow I just and yeah. that turns into a week it turns into a month turns into another and uh, I'm just sitting there man how much money and in the area he's at he could be charged damn near two thousand a month. So that's just to me. I'm like, that's like ten grand he's losing. Plus, he exactly. has to keep paying for the mortgage and electricity for all that shit, and no one's in there. And I'm like, man, if, if 
but he that's how it is people that aren't used to the game to us man i always put i always put a deadline like when i'm gonna move out of a house i i mean i you know like i I usually leave you know most all the furniture behind and then we start new at the new house you know it makes it easier when we house hack we hop house to house and so um but I still got to organize things and I still got to put like a couple of the bedrooms didn't have queen, you know, I put some queen beds and, you know, you, you got to do some things. So I'm hustling and then I'll start taking pictures as soon as it looks, you know, almost ready. But I mean, even if I have in the back room, all the junk back, you know what I'm saying? I just start getting pictures going and I start yeah. getting it online right away. Cause time is money. I was like, it Oh is. crap. You know, now we got a booking Friday. We got to get the F out of here. <laughs> Because with no, with no deadlines, man, this you're never going to do it. You know that, what I'm saying? That, that's really true. That's really true what you said. Like, that, just like what you said, you may say, like, oh, I'm doing it this week, do it this week. But once you put the pictures up, like preliminary pictures, and then it's open a book, and you get a booking, that's when you put some fire in your ass to, like, okay, maybe, <laughs> you know. So, like, <laughs> that kind of happened with one of my homeowners, you know. Um, he was kind of taking his time with, not really taking his time, he was, he was excited, you know, let's get it open right now. And I was like, are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? And he was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then as soon as we opened it, we had, we got a booking like that weekend. And then, you know, it was like four days and he was like, oh, we have to do this. And we have to, I was like, oh, so all the things I was telling them to do before, once we got that booking, he was like, oh, okay, we have to do this. I was like, yeah, you do. We got, you know, we got bookings coming up. So yeah, you're definitely right about that. Once you get a booking, you get some fire in your ass. <laughs> Chew that, man. Oh, and go back to what you're asking before with the services. Um, if they choose our services, we also do um, listing and photography and all of that. Ooh. You know, so we do their listing title, the listing description. Um, I'll take the, the pictures, you know, so make sure that it's um, professional, you know, high-resolution pictures because I know Airbnb has the SEO um, ranking on that as well. I believe you need either seven or eight high-res pics and you get a little SEO bump. Uh, so, yeah, I'll make sure that we take all the professional pics for the list and all that. And so it's not just, you know, I pretty much do it all to get the Airbnb ready. You know? Now, do you take the pics or you pay someone to do it? I do. I take the pics. Really? Take the so pics. you got a nice camera. Yeah, I got a nice camera. You know, like I've, I've always was ever since, you know, when I was younger, I've always, you know, had an affinity for, you know, cameras and pics like that. And I've. Did, did videos and did video editing things like that so i'm, I'm a little you know I, I i know my way around the camera per se so and just me working with airbnb for a while i was able to you know gain the knowledge to know the angles and know the lighting and know exactly the, the pics i need to take so uh yeah i take that the pictures for all our listings nice man that's a, that's that that's money right there because yeah i recently had someone do professional pics. First time ever, you know. My my previous Airbnb, I never I just used the iPhone pics. I broke all the rules, you know, third wall <laughs> rules they say and lighting rules and and even I was doing stupid panos that made the room look all sunk down. <laughs> I was doing all kinds of stupid shit. I made good money, but I was like, man, when this when this um this lady came in, her name is Desiree. She she did a freaking phenomenal job she does you know she does furniture for the mls for like these high-end houses that are selling that got to get professional pics she's been doing yeah. it for years yeah. and so she came she said 125 bucks i was like okay cool and you know to me it's like well, that sounds like a lot of money but whatever That's <laughs> the, hopefully that, that'll get covered by the bookings 
And she went in there, man. The first thing she did, she opened up all the windows, um, or like all the drapes, you know, opened up all yeah. the, the... Number one thing, you need that lighting. Turned, she turned every single light in the house on and just flooded the house with lighting. She had her tripod, and, you know, I never, like I said, just iPhone pics, whatever. <laughs> but she had her tripod, professional camera, and she's like, she just started snapping, you know, I went to the next room, you know, she would do different rooms and all that, I mean... She made my house look badass. I was like, man, I want to live here again, you know, <laughs> from the pictures, you know. I was like, damn, <laughs> this is my house. And, man, my my views and, and listings, man, shot through the roof. I was like, It, it really makes a difference. It's a huge it difference. Really makes a difference. It does. does. Even if, if y'all ain't, you know, if y'all ain't like, uh, like AJ, you can't take them yourself, you know, pay someone. Pay a professional 120 bucks to get in there. And it's well worth it. That's like one booking. It, yeah, it, it it really is worth it, you know, um, because when when we first got started, um, like like you said, I was doing what you're doing, you know, camera, camera, phone, all the lighting, continuity issues. Like I had all of my Airbnb photos, but like you said, I was getting booked, you know, so I didn't see an issue. I was like, I don't need a I don't need that. But once you understand and actually see the difference, you understand, like especially in the guest eyes. I guess we'll for sure definitely book a property if every photo is a professional photo as opposed to the exact same listing, exact same specs if it's an iPhone pick. Like, probably 99 out of 100, they're going to pick the high-risk pick. So I completely understand. I completely understand and get it. Pictures sell, man. Yes, 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 they do. <laughs> See, I don't even know why I need a new iPhone, but I see the pics of the, of the iPhones. They look all cool with the colors and all that yeah. stuff, and now I want one, but I don't need one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how it works. It's advertising. <laughs> oh, man. And so um, could you tell me – I, I don't want you to give too much away, but, I mean, you, you're helping out people here, helping me out, especially. I'm taking notes <laughs> like crazy. Um, like what would be a typical script – well, first, first, how do you find potential um, landlords that want to do Airbnb and that would mm-hmm. let you co-host? And then, and then, what's like a script that you use to like kind of, kind of get them to to let you Airbnb their house? Um, well, the the main areas where I would go is honestly uh, Facebook groups. Facebook groups, you know, there's I'm sure there's like DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth area uh, Airbnb groups. Um, that would be the first place where I would go because that's where most homeowners or even property owners will go to if they need to find any question or if they need any um, issue with Airbnb in the city locally. So that would be the first place I'll go to kind of scour um, all the groups and kind of actually search co-host or managing um, for each of the groups so you know exactly what they're saying and you can even get familiar with the, peop- the people talking about having property and call and managing it because you may go through a thread and it may be three, four, five, even six months or weeks old, but the people are still the people that needed it or needed a co-host. So they may not, they may not even receive the help um, that they've asked for weeks ago. People just been mentioning them and you may message them. They'd be like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I have been asking about, it. I just never really, got anybody back so there's that's one of the um, easiest ways that you can find potential homeowners or property owners um another way is there's an airbnb community i'm not too sure if you're familiar with that it's just pretty much airbnb.com slash community or like airbnb community and you log in and it's pretty much 
what Facebook is, groups, but for Airbnb. So what I do specifically, you know, actionable items, you'll go to your Airbnb community and type in co-host Houston or co-host Dallas or co-host San Diego. And again, you just see people talking about people in need of co-hosts, people who have co-hosts, people who are co-hosts. So those would be like the two best ways that I would start immediately, you know, just get familiar with those platforms, get familiar with the groups, because it's something that you may need to start checking weekly or bi-weekly or even daily if you're really trying to um, get more or even trying to get a, co- a property to co-host. So those would be like the two things that I would like do immediately if you're trying to find some um, Airbnb community and then the Facebook groups that in your respective city, whether it be Houston, Dallas, Miami, New York, wherever it may be, there's Facebook groups and search through there because I can almost guarantee you there's a homeowner that like that's asking a question. Oh, I need help. I need in this city. I'm, I can almost guarantee you. So that's where I'll start. So, so it's mostly the Airbnb groups. Then it's not. Yeah. It's not like uh, like um, DFW real, real real estate or whatever real estate groups. It ain't. It ain't really them. They don't. It, you you can, um, but I, I say to start with those because. If you're just starting to be a co-host and if you're just being introduced to it, those will be the easiest people to, quote unquote, convince or, quote unquote, to get started with. Because one, they're already interested in doing an Airbnb. So that's the common place that you have, the common variable. So that'll be the best way to start, as opposed to if you're not really familiar with being a co-host and you're going to somebody who has multiple properties, you have to really be well-versed and not just co-hosting, but well-versed in hosting, well-versed in the numbers that you could possibly get, extremely well-versed to talk to somebody who isn't even thinking about Airbnb, you know? So that's why I say when you're just starting, that's where I'll start, with people already interested in Airbnb, people already thinking about Airbnb, people already talking about it. So it'll be a, a lot lower barrier, uh, barrier of entry, so you'll be able to get in a lot quicker. Okay, that yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Instead of just hitting people, hitting people up that have a, a house for rent and saying, "Hey, exactly, you know what? exactly," uh, you ever thought of Airbnb in it? And then uh, what it, the hell is <laughs> exactly? <laughs> that might be exactly a little hard like, to sell. You, you may get some, you know. And of course, if you have a lot of properties and you understand the game, then of course you can move to those separate arenas to find properties. But if we're just getting started, that's what I'll recommend. I'll just recommend uh, Airbnb related groups because you know they're there for a reason. You know why they're there. You know what's going on. So that's where I'll start. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's do a role playing here if you, if you don't mind. So you, so you so you, you hit me up on the group, you send me a message and I'm like, okay, you know, I've, I've been thinking about Airbnb and yeah, actually I, I would like a, I might need a co-host. Um, what what can you do for me? Okay. Um, how, how I will always start is um, if whether or not the property is furnished or not. That's kind of my entry. So if it's furnished already, I'll say um, if you are interested or what you need, I'll just be like, okay, um, how much are you expecting or how much do you think we can get this to rent out for? You know, just kind of understand first what they're expecting for their property, you know, because if they're expecting 5000 to rent and you know that it can only rent for 3500 There's no point of, you know, even going there. But so that'll probably be the first thing. Just be like, 
asking them how much do they want or how much do they, they think the property can get. So once you kind of get that number, that's when you can kind of play the game. You know, you can say uh, most of the properties in that area tend to be, uh, that's what that's when, you know, get a little uh, market research and kind of understanding the flow and things. But that's when you'll say, okay, uh, with the property type like yours, uh, something in that area, area that tends to rent for about 70 to $80 a day, you know? So simply put, you know, because a lot of the times they want to know exactly what they will be have to pay or exactly how much they'll be willing to get in simple terms. So that's what I would do. I say, okay, um, your know, rent is usually around $70, $80 a day. Average occupancy tends to be about 50 to 60 on a good month, about 70. And I break that down to days to them. So about 18 to 20, 20, 23 days booked. So I just let them know that if your property is booked around this amount of days for this um, average, you can possibly get this. So that's just that's just the entry. So they know, like, okay, I I see how you, I see I see how you get those numbers because I used to just go in like, um, yeah, you probably can get about three thousand dollars a month, even though you're asking for fifteen hundred. And I know that they're like, oh, I don't care about that, you know. But if you kind of say your house can rent out a hundred dollars a day for at least eighteen to twenty days a month. They see that's eighteen to two thousand dollars. They see that, you know, like mm-hmm. that's easy. They understand that. It's a lot easier for them. You know, a lot of real estate people are math people. So they see that really quickly. So that's kind of how I try to convince them. When I really convince them, just allow them to see where I'm coming from. That's smart. So that's that's kind of how I, I do that. So I'll just let them know um, the average around twenty three bucks. So with that, you can get twenty three hundred dollars. You can get between eighteen hundred dollars or twenty three hundred dollars for your property. You know, and I just mm-hmm. let them know. And some people are like, "That's not bad. I can I can deal with that. That that is a good number for me. That mm-hmm. wouldn't be breaking the bank. I'll make some money." Or some people are like, um, "No, I, I I don't want to. I don't want the game of having people in my house. I don't I don't want to be cleaning." And once they say that, I said, "Okay." I say, "Is having people in your house the issue more than one person or?" having it to be clean after the issue. You know, I just, I, I kind of just hear what their main issue is because they're always going to have one main issue about Airbnb, you know. Um, it's a real popular uh, platform and they're going to have one big issue, whether parties, whether it being dirty, whether property. So I, I don't really like saying this, but kind of understand what that issue is, honestly. So you can kind of go to that. Uh, so those would be like the tactics that I would use to kind of convince somebody to do Airbnb. And again, I've I've talked to literally thousands of people Ooh. about Airbnb, whether it be on the phone, Facebook messaging, Zillow, however it may be, mess, um, regular text messages. Excuse me. I've talked to thousands of people, you know, um, and I'll probably say maybe between five to ten actually – like oh yeah oh wow got conversation got called back actually stayed in contact so i want to let people know just because you do this doesn't mean you're going to get a co-host the next day you know like you're not going to get one tomorrow it it really is the relationships you build with the people you know kind of being that point of contact with just airbnb in general kind of like you so i often think it'll be a lot easier for you because you've won you've already been a host and i think 
that's a big conduit of being a great co-host because you can be empathetic to the host or the property owner when um, they're kind of hesitant or kind of scared about uh, daily rates or occupancy because I can personally understand that and you know you can personally understand it as well. So that's why I think um, it'll be a good starter point for you since you're already a host. You can understand the plight of a host um, because if you weren't a host before, it may be kind of hard for you to understand the property owner or the homeowner saying, oh, I, really, I really don't like my my property empty. I, I really need to... You wouldn't understand that because you've never been a host. You don't understand. So that's why I think you being a host is really going to be beneficial for you. And it'll be a, a, a lot quicker to get to them emotionally as in, I understand you just want to get your money and I understand that. That's why I'm letting you know good averages that if you have a bad month or you have a not so good month, you'll still make about this much averaging with the average uh, market research or with the average occupancy rates or the average daily rates, you know? So I always like to let them know the averages in the area um, kind of set expectations as well. That is a really big thing. Um, and also just being up front, you know, uh, because you may, some people will be like, oh yeah, I want to do Airbnb and they, don't let them know that there's a fee for managing or is it like those type of things. I let them know that I do 20% per booking and some people are turned off by that immediately. They're like, there's no point of me paying somebody. And I'm like, I get it. You know, if you think you can do it, no problem. Like I'm going through that now. It's, it's so funny. Um, at the beginning of the summer, um, we started working with um, a property homeowner who had a bigger house six, seven bedrooms, you know, three and a half baths. So it's a big house. Mm -hmm. We started in the summer. And as soon as we started, we honestly got the whole summer booked, you know, like pretty much for him. Damn. You know, I wouldn't say for him. We're a co-host in the forum, but we pretty much, you know, got it booked immediately, you know. Um, so and then after a while, he was like, I have some time now. Um, I think I can do it on my own, you know, and we're like, you signed a contract. Um, there's our things in play, but we did not. We don't want to be like have bad blood. Up. You sure you want to host it? No problem. So we just agreed to have a different percentage since we did help you get those bookings. So as opposed to before I was fifteen, but as opposed to being fifteen, we just got seven percent. You know, for the remaining bookings that we weren't hosting no more. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. So after the summer's done. Um, he's like, oh, no more bookings, no more bookings. And I'm like, it's, it's not just about having time, you know, it's about having the knowledge to understand things and things like that. So th that, that's really, excuse me, that's, uh, that's really a big thing that we've seen. Like so many people think being a, a, a host or just a co-host in general is, oh, if you have time, you can do it. If you have time, you can do it. So before I used to be kind of hesitant to kind of, tell people my percentage, you know, like, I'm like, oh, it's only blah, blah, but now I'm like, oh, no, it's 20%, you know, because I understand everything that we do. Yeah. I understand the knowledge we have and how we can expedite so many things just with the experience that we have. Right, right. And most, most, uh, a lot of hosts get, um, uh, they call it hosting fatigue from going through all the mess and the bad, you know, renters and the bad, you exactly. know, just experiences. And exactly. so, and so like, I mean, man, 20% is cheap. If so, you don't have to go through any of that. And that's, and that's a beautiful thing. And, and it's like, again, some 
people that you talk to, they'll just flat out understand that. They'll understand, you know, delving out 20% to somebody to do this, you know. And some people just don't really understand that concept, you know. They think that they're giving money away that they could possibly have. They don't understand that they're paying for a service, you know. That's And that's kind of where you can understand how to communicate and how to go forward with that person, you know, because again, if a person understands um, that, yes, I need to pay 10% to get that done. There's like, I don't have the time or the knowledge or do I want to do that? You know, as opposed to some people's like, I think I can do that. I don't want to, you kind of get in the way of your, your own self. If, if you're kind of doing that type of thinking, you know? Right, right, right. You get what you yeah. pay for. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, um, so you see, so as a cool, as a smart, like um, the first thing you hit them, you hit them with is the pricing. You let them know, you know, yes. how much they can make. You let hit yes. them with that first before you even go any further. And yes. then do you get into like, because I just me thinking, I'm like, well, I would probably hit them up with um, the the great thing about doing Airbnb is your house is always going to look good. It's always going to be clean. You ain't going to have a long term renter in there destroying stuff. Everything gets fixed right away if anything has a problem, and um, and you can use it whenever you want. And that's that's that, like a big plus for for people, you know. That that's the second thing that I go to. That's honestly the second thing I go to. The first thing is always money because money talks. I like to tell them exactly how much they could, how much they possibly, how much they would make on the property. That's number one, because like I said, money sells. That's the number one thing people want to hear. Uh, but secondly, that is the biggest second seller point that I do. I tell them um, because, again, again, some of the homeowners or property owners uh, may want to get their property rented or get their property sold. You know, So they may have a, a different play in mind. So you kind of use that to your advantage. So pretty much if they have something like that, you can tell them pretty much what you just said. um, Like, I understand if you may want to get it rented or even sold, uh, the good thing about using it for Airbnb, the property stays, like, rent ready. It stays sell ready because we have to clean it after each guest. You won't have any small nicks and cranks, any holes in the wall because it is inspected before and after each guest. So whenever you want to, you can literally have somebody walk in to see the property if somebody wants to buy or rent. And I'm actually in the process with that. I'm co-hosting one of our um, he has a fourplex and he's actually trying to sell the fourplex but he still has it on Airbnb and I'm co-hosting it for him. So like, it's not only that I'm saying that just to say ideally that could happen I'm saying that because it's happening with me now, you know, people like people have different ideas what they want to do with their own property. But the when you're wise, when you're smart, you try to capitalize on everything, you know, even if you're trying to sell it, you might as well be making money while you're trying to sell it. You know, mm-hmm. even though you want to get it rented, you might as well still try to make money while you're getting it rented, you know. So that's what you pretty much what you said is the second thing that I lean into is. Your property is always rent ready. It's always clean. You don't have to worry about um, holes. You don't have to worry about dirty carpets. You don't have to worry about any of those type of things. Yeah, and, and, and the funny thing is, uh, what you made me think of right now was like um, professional home stager. Go in there. You're gonna spend some G's, man. You're gonna spend like you know four or five G's to make it all staged and look pretty. 
why might as well you know spend a little bit less and buy the furniture and make it look pretty yourself or pay someone to do it and then it'll be staged and making money for you exactly. i mean that's a double whammy exactly that's why when i talk to someone it's like i see it's a win-win situation for you you know you're already trying to sell it so the property doesn't really have much significance to you to not want to sell it and if you already have the means to stage it you know you have the means to furnish it as well so i don't know like how i how i see it at times i sometimes i may see it too simply so i may be convincing them even though they don't need convincing uh so uh but yeah sometimes i see it's just a win-win situation for them um but of course they have to make decisions on themselves right 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 Got some more, a few more questions, man. We're we're, we're burning through it, man. This is this is awesome. Um, I tried to go a whole ep- episode without saying awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, da, da, da. So, so the way you're doing it, you see scaling this business. I mean, you see that being like not a problem because you. I mean, I guess you're still li- little hands on, but not a lot. But um, you see being able to scale it, like, big time. I mean, maybe even jumping into, like, you could run some in Dallas. You could run some in uh, another state. I mean, is that even possible? Um, I, I think it is possible, honestly. Um, a lot of the things are automated, and a lot of things you don't actually need to be there. Honestly, you know, it's just um, I was listening to the Bigger Podcast, Bigger Pockets podcast once, and I remember them saying, if you have a rental property 15 minutes from you, you're going to go there every day. But if you have a rental property three hours from you, you're only going to go there when you need to go there, you know? So <laughs> that's kind of how I see it. So I'm almost confident that I can successfully run a Airbnb outside my city. I had one in Lake Charles. Um, I set it up well. We had a first booking. The first booking was the issue. And that kind of like downhill to there from there so you couldn't continue from there uh but we had one on lake charles that we we're setting up and it wasn't much of an issue just that one initial time you go there to look at it make sure everything's good uh but as long as you get a good cleaner that is going to be key um and then of course just the maintenance man all the way around um and that's easy to find honestly um that would be keys um and it's your question about scaling um, I don't think it'll be hard to scale. Like, like, like I say, a lot of the things is automated. So, as we get more properties, um, the the things that I tend to do tend to um, go down. You know, um, I tend to do less when I do get more properties because the systems are in place that things kind of just get automated with bookings and things like that. So, I I do see scaling something i do see scaling not an issue and something that uh can definitely be plausible um i i know um, we have the idea and we still do and um there's certain ways that i want to uh try to grow not just co-hosting in general uh but kind of sort of how y'all have trying to teach people because so many people ask me questions almost daily you know whenever i'm out they always ask questions about Airbnb, like how do I get started? This and that. So that's, I'm I, I'm kind of wanted to uh, focus on that a little bit. You know, uh, I'm, there's still ideas 
that I want to do, whether it be a webinar, YouTube page, whatever it may be. I'm trying to find a way that, you know, I can actually uh, teach people and actually tell people about my knowledge. Because, again, so many people ask me, you know, and um, so I just that's the way that I wanted to do. And of course, um, I'll bring it back to my clarity page because, you know, knowledge is, is not free, you know. Um, but but definitely that's something I kind of wanted to go move towards um, as I'm doing more co-hosting. But I do think you can definitely scale co-hosting. Nice. Um, the only thing that you will need is going to be a reliable, good cleaner, honestly. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, couple more questions <laughs> we, ahead, and uh, one thing was i was always wondering or i was wondering okay let's say you you stop doing airbnb at a, at a certain at a certain um location i don't know they he just don't want to the landlord don't or he or she don't want to do it no more or whatever what happens mm-hmm. to all that furniture what do you do with all that furniture um it is the homeowner's uh, or property owners' furniture since they did purchase okay, it. Yeah. Um, so that's essentially how that works. There are sometimes, because, you know, we've been setting up so many Airbnbs, there are things that we just secure because of that, whether it be like certain decor pieces or certain plants or side table, things like that. Um, we pretty much just, you know, take those out and just kind of rotate them with the other properties, you know, because uh, we have so much just probably kind of stored up from doing it so much you know um but that's typically what it is um homeowners have it's there so a lot of time they just sell it honestly um but we haven't had the not the issue but we haven't had the situation in which somebody purchased all the furniture and they decided not to do it anymore you know so knock on wood we haven't had that issue yet okay so you never thought of like getting a storage unit and have it like full of Ready, ready we, to go stuff. We 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 did honestly. Uh, right now, the storage unit is just you know my house. You know, so it's just the room in my house. We store everything there. Uh, but eventually, that may be something that you know is. Um, it really just depends on how many properties we have and then how much furniture we have. Honestly, if it makes sense, if you have so much furniture and so much properties that we have a little storage room to kind of swap that out. I don't see why not, but right now it just doesn't make sense for us to do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Keep yeah. it over overhead low. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's and it's it's kind of backwards that we we save this for last since you're when when you go hit up people, it's the first thing you talk about is the money. Now, could yeah. you throw throw? You don't have to get too specific, but could you tell us like okay, one of your like, I guess most successful. Or what you look for to make, and how much you make you can make a month at a good um, a good Airbnb that you set up. Um, okay, um, I, I, I'll kind of answer like this: um, per month, um, for the twenty percent, for it to make sense uh, for us to do it. Um, let me just do a couple of numbers real quick. I'm sorry, I'm bringing my calculator out. Cause I, I know uh, Erica had mentioned that y'all like to go in there, even you know, and and y'all, whatever. He's someone's been doing Airbnb already, making a thousand a month, and y'all y'all want to push that to two thousand or something like yeah, that. Yeah, y- y'all, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we we tried to at least, um, kind of at least make around three hundred, four hundred per listing that we're doing. You know, so that's about like fifteen to two thousand uh, per month that they'll be getting that we'll be getting that twenty percent on. So that's kind of. Um, how we want to do it um, for it to make sense for us. There are some 
exceptions, you know, just to get some market research. We're doing another one for a little bit less percentage because we want to just see how the market goes. You know, it's the area you haven't been in. Uh, but typically, yeah, at least about three to four hundred uh, per listing. To me, that yeah. sounds like right off the bat, that sounds pretty damn good because like people that do long term rentals, that's what their cash flow they're aiming for is three to, right? three to four hundred bucks a month, yeah. you know, and but they got to fix anything that freaking fails. So you don't have to do that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But and, and then uh, and the reason why I say ideally, because and. I guess this is kind of where the quote unquote downside of co-hosting is because August was a pretty slow month uh, for us here in Houston. I'm not too sure if it was like that in Dallas. Um, so in those instances, if a couple of your properties or the majority of your properties are having a slow month, you essentially are having a slow month as well because, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting the percentage for the booking, you know? So I guess that'll be like, or, a quote unquote downside of it, you know, so that's where the the numbers really have to make sense, you know, because if you are having a really, really bad month with all the ones you're co-hosting and you're getting a certain amount, that certain amount has to make sense for you because whether you're getting bookings or not, you're still kind of working, you know. Um it's not like you're just not working anymore or you can kind of turn it on and off. So That'll be a kind of bad side because, like I said, August was a slow month for us. So we did see a decline in bookings with a couple of our properties, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, fortunately, it wasn't for all of our properties, you know. And fortunately, we had multiple properties. So in, in this instance, if a couple didn't do or didn't have a good month, uh, you're still okay. Uh, but that'll be just something to kind of um, keep aware of because – Although they may have a good month in July or June and you're getting three, four, even 500, that next month may not be that good. So it's not going to be good for you either. So you just kind of have to understand that. Here's what came to mind right away when you were saying that. Because um, cause we, we just recently interviewed um, Adam James. He's kind of like a mentor of our show. Um, okay. he's, he's a amazing entrepreneur out of, um, out of Oklahoma. And um, but he 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 has this thing where he he says you should aim to have seven streams of income, and because like if one part one of your businesses is you know has going slow, the other one could be going up, and um and I was like wow I mean I, I don't I asked him how he chose the number seven, but he just said you know he kind of said you know in all these ancient texts and even you know the Bible it's like a powerful number, and um and I was like that's pretty cool man I mean because. Not only does he do he does Airbnb, he flip you know that's one of them. He flips houses, that's another one. He does arbitrages, and then he does um, what else? He he you know he, he teaches also you know you know te- his knowledge, and um, and he's got into Turo. You've heard of Turo, right? The yeah, card yeah. thing, and um, I'm like, and it got me thinking about Turo too, man. I was like, man, I can get me, I can get a badass ride, and someone else will pay for it, just like a house, yeah. you know. I was like, it's pretty neat. And it's easier to get a car than a house. And yeah. um, <laughs> so I just thought of that right now. Okay, you had a, a slow August, but I mean, right off the bat, I was thinking, man, you, you take professional pictures of, of houses, you know? Yeah, I was like, man, exactly. That, so you could, yeah, you could, pretty you could much make what you money doing is, that. Is, yeah, yeah. And and that um, the August kind of opened my eyes to that. I was always 
um, thinking that as well about the seven um, streams of income. I believe they said, um, I think the number seven, it came from the average of millionaires. I mean, millionaires have an average of at least seven streams of income. I think that's where the number came from, if I may be mistaken. Uh, but yeah, this August kind of taught me a little bit of that, pretty much that, you know. So I kind of started um, reaching out for, you know, listing or description uh, revamp. Or um, there, there's people, again, back to the groups on Facebook, There's there may be people in your city asking for help, whether it may not be co-hosting help. It may be I'm not getting that many bookings or things like that. So um, those type of questions and those type of needs uh, open my eyes to say, okay, just my knowledge in itself is um, is a luxury for people, you know. So that when I saw that, that's when I kind of started, you know, actually offering my photography service and things like that. Because before it was just kind of included of the, um, you know, the hosting that I did uh, for the property of homeowners. And then I kind of, just like you said, it, it opened my eyes it's like, no, these type of things are services that can be um, so individually. Uh, so yes, what you're saying is right. Like a slow month kind of opens your eyes to that. Again, like I said, I was fortunate that I had multiple properties, but um, still having a slow month for you in one way or in one area of your life, um, having other things to kind of supplement that. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely, definitely good advice. That's definitely good advice. So in other words, you're not a businessman. You're a business man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me handle my business. Damn. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> And speaking of, I know it's kind of off topic. Kanye West just beat Jay Z for like one of the first years for Cash Cow Hip Hop for 2019. He made 150 million Kanye this year. Damn. And Jay Z made a whopping 70 million. Oh, he's struggling. <laughs> struggling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're in the wrong business. Uh, <laughs> well, this has been awesome. Thanks for hopping on. And, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, where can people hit you up real quick? Uh, it's EALodging um, at gmail.com. And I really appreciate um, the last time we're on here because we've been getting uh, messaging and emails about, uh, you know, people want to get some info. So I really appreciate that. Um, so if you're listening, uh, you can know you can message me. You can email me at EALodging, uh, excuse me, EALodging at gmail.com. And the website is EALodging.com. And so you can pretty much get all the info there ea lodging also on instagram uh ea lodging so you can just see all our properties that we have here in houston uh but yeah so you can contact me pretty much ea lodging across the board facebook gmail website instagram whether it may be um so yeah like i said people are honestly you know messaging me so i appreciate that i really do I keep hearing in my head, E.A. Lodging. It's in the <laughs> that's, game. That's kind of how <laughs> I, I, I saw it, you know, E.A. Sports. That's, <laughs> yeah, I'm born in the 90s. I'm a 90s baby, you know. Hey, man, Madden, come on. Man. Oh, yeah, all Madden. <laughs> campaign. Oh, yes, all of them. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thanks for hopping on, man, and we look forward to, to having you again. I guess uh, you and Erica come on again in the future. And, um, yeah, man, um, good luck to everything you're doing and your inspiration over here. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to check in with you. I'm going oh, I'm to I'm hop on your show and tell you how I'm doing. How about that? Oh, yeah, I'll have a show soon. Don't worry. You'll definitely be on. Hell, yeah. Yeah, you got the <laughs> microphone already. Oh, by oh, the way. Yeah, I'm already set up. For the audio nerds, what, what kind of mic is that? 
This is actually a ATR 1200, an Audio Technical 1200. And I wanted to use my Sennheiser AE835. I'm kind of nerd with it. It's, it's really nice. It's really slick. Nice. Yeah, I got Sennheiser yeah. um, headphones. Oh, right yeah, now. yeah. Sennheiser is real good. Yeah, I like Sennheiser. I have the cheap 1999 Sony right now. I'll tell you a story, real quick story about these. I pulled over at a garage sale, and this, this lady was selling an electric keyboard, right? Like, I'm sorry, it's an electric piano. It's not a keyboard. It oh, plays wow. like a piano. You, you touch it lightly, it plays lightly. You hit it hard, you, it play, it's like a real piano, but it's electric. And then um, I was like, ah, you know, she was going to sell it for like, you know, I don't know, 200 bucks. I said, wow, I don't really got the money. I got to go to the bank. She said, are you going to come back? I was like, yeah. ah, maybe I'm going to try to come back. Ah, yeah. How about 100 bucks? I was like, and this thing was like a $900 piano, right? I was like, well. I think I could do. I think I got a hundred on me, and I actually did that day. And um, and, I was, and she said, "Yeah, I'll throw in the stool, the stand." Uh, she gave me a bunch of these music books. She gave me a bunch of other stuff, and and so I'm all, I'm loading this into my car, right? Big ass piano, and um, so I'm about to drive off. She's oh, one, one more thing. She runs out with like a like a grocery bag. She goes, "You know, you, you say you live in an apartment back then. I was in an apartment." She goes, um, "You know, so this won't disturb the neighbors. This so I have some headphones here. You you can have them for free." And you could just, you know, plug in and, and practice that in your apartment. And there were these um, these $100 Sennheisers. She just had them in a bag. She just gave them to me for free. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Sennheiser's like, a really good brand for audio and visual. Definitely. Yeah. So garage sales, I highly recommend. I'm mad to, I'm mad People always trying to that. get rid of their junk, right? I man, it's looking to that, definitely. <laughs> well, man, this is an awesome show. And, yeah, I can't wait to hop on your show. Cool, cool. Likewise, likewise. Appreciate me having your show, man. Have a good one. Uh, you too. Take care. Thank you, you too. Good night.